Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Hey, Billy, why don't we tell them what we're about, man? So we're here to welcome you to the Madhouse Chronicles. It's a talk show with myself, Billy Morrison. And me, Ozzy Osbourne. This man, Prince of Darkness, and we watch and react to the maddest internet clips. What do we discuss, Ozzy? Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, all that kind of shit. Drugs, rock and roll, aliens, and all that kinds of shit. Come and join Ozzy and myself. Visit OsborneMediaHouse.com to get special access to... Come on! What do you say? Do you think it's the wildest show on the internet (laughs) hi friends so i'm usually on here yelling at you about how to get your life on track and how to get your life together and recently my life has been the opposite of together (laughs) so i wanted to make this episode to share my process of how i get myself back together after i've like fallen off the horse like what's the analogy like i've gone off the deep end I ain't there yet, (laughs) but I've really been slacking and kind of like messing up a lot of things in my life right now. And I want to teach you how to not attack yourself and how to productively, gently, not gently, like get your shit together, but like get back on track. Okay. Cause I've had to deal with this a lot and I've finally found the way that works. So I'm going to walk you through what's been going on with me, how bad I fell off and then how I've incorporated getting back on track. So used to, when I used to mess up or like fall off track of what I was trying to do, I would immediately start attacking myself and catastrophizing about how bad everything just got and how I just ruined everything. But before you start attacking yourself, you got to assess the situation and what's going on. Don't immediately jump and think something is wrong with you. All of a sudden you were in this big period where you were so motivated and so energized and so ready to go. And now you've kind of fallen off and you have no motivation. You have no inspiration. You have no nothing. Like you just raw dogging straight up willpower. Ah, it's exhausting and it sucks. But before you start thinking something's wrong with you or something has gone wrong, you got to look at the situation. What the hell is going on with you in your life? So the first thing I look at is the way that I feel. I got to check in on that because I'm a Pisces. I'd be feeling a lot of things. So first thing I do is check in on how I feel and what's been going on with me. I've been so drained and tired and exhausted and just any little task seems like it takes 10 times the amount of energy that it should. I've just been in this kind of period where like I just don't want to do nothing. Like, I've really just been like fed up with everything. I'm giggling, laughing now, but like I was giving like depressed a few days ago, but I really had no motivation to get anything done. I had gained a little bit of weight. I was feeling very bloated and very fat. Like I gained like five pounds. (laughs) And I know you're probably like, oh, you can't even tell. I could feel it. 
Like, you know when you just feel fat? Like, it was one of those. Like, I had just been eating a little bit off my meal plan a lot. <laughs> and I just felt bloated. And I didn't feel good. And my face was fat. That's the first thing that puffs up with me when I fuck up my diet is my face. I just be getting puffy like a blowfish. But with not feeling my best physically made me more irritable. And it made me even more down and more like sluggish and just like, I don't want to do nothing. And I was having such bad urges with food. Like I've gotten my relationship with food in check. But like when things start to snowball downhill, it's like all these urges to eat were very overwhelming. And I just was like stress eating or my just urge to eat was like fighting me back. Like usually I can hold it off. But like you, that bitch was swinging on me. Beating my ass. <laughs> but the biggest thing that was starting to impact me and made everything worse was I was drained and tired, sure. But I was not motivated or inspired to do anything. Like the things that would make me excited were not making me excited. I didn't want to do anything. I was just kind of like... Eh, like I'm just tired. I just wanted to lay in the bed and I know I'm overwhelmed and overstimulated when all I want to do is just get in the bed because when I lay in my bed, I don't have to deal with nobody. I don't have to deal with anybody being stupid. I don't have to deal with anything going wrong or any inconveniences because I'm in the bed. You can't reach me. Like I don't have to deal with no stupid people. I don't have to deal with anything going wrong. I get to just go lay in peace and avoid everything. <laughs> But a big reason I want to share all of this about the way that I was feeling and the way that I do feel at times is because I want you to realize I'm not special. I'm not an exception. And a lot of people on social media promote this robotic lifestyle and they act like they don't have urges to eat. They act like they don't get down. They act like they don't fall off plan and off track with what they're doing. They act like they just feel like doing things every single day. They wake up every day inspired with their living water. Like they're just happy to be alive. And I was the opposite. And I do have periods of my life and certain times when I don't want to do nothing. Like the motivation is not always there. And there's times to grit through it. And then there's times like this where I'm explaining to you what I was feeling, but I'm about to break this down a lot further. But I just wanted to share all of this with you because I know exactly what it's like. And that's why I give the advice that I give. And that's why a lot of you understand that it works because I've been dealing with the same shit. I'm not pretending like everything's perfect all the time. I'm teaching you the adaptive ways and the realistic ways of dealing with things when they're not going right. So with all the ways that I've been feeling, drained, tired, fat, bloated, all these things, no motivation, no desire to live, like that, that wasn't true. No desire really to do anything and just sluggish as hell and irritable. Like I was just moody. With all of that, when you look at the way that you feel, this is when a lot of people start attacking themselves and thinking that something went wrong. Like for me to just see how there was this all of a sudden flip of being excited by life and being on track to not being excited, not being on track and not having any desire to get back on track. Everyone would see that and freak out and be like, oh my God, something's gone wrong. Something's wrong with me. Ah! And that's when people go searching for medical diagnosis, medication, all this crap because they're scared and they see this flip happen. But the next thing that I do after I take inventory about the way that I feel is I look at how does it make sense? Did I do anything to contribute to the way that I'm feeling? Is there any explanation I can identify? So I'm going to be real honest with you about what I've been doing. So first things first is diet. My diet has been kind of up in the air since I was in LA a couple of weeks ago. I was there for two weeks and I tried to eat as clean as possible and I did eat really clean. 
But there was just certain times I'd like go to a certain restaurant, want to try something. I started getting little desserts and little things and being a little fat ass, but I was letting myself enjoy my time. But when I was in LA, a lot of the reason I was like eating more is because I was like, fuck it, who cares? Like I'm stressed out. I'm doing a thousand things while I'm here. Like it was not a casual trip. It was all business. Yeah, I partied. Yeah, I had fun on the weekend. And there was still a little bit of business in that. But I was so stressed out while I was there and trying to keep my diet intact and expecting myself to cook five meals a day at my Airbnb is unrealistic. Like I was too busy. I was on the go. I didn't have time to just sit here and meal prep. I was not being one of those assholes showing up to meetings and showing up to restaurants with my food made. No, girl. So I let myself kind of have fun. And then when I got home from L.A., I kept slacking on my diet and my meal plan. Like I just would eat a little extra here and there or I would eat like a little ice cream or just eat out with some friends and just do random things. But I also was very, very busy when I got back home. And I'm about to get into all that. But it led to me messing up with my meal plan and my diet. Food for me and the way that I eat is a very big determining factor for how motivated I feel, for how good I feel, for regulating my moods and my digestion and everything like that goes on inside me. Every single thing. Like food is such a big component to the way that I feel and my mood and literally everything across the board. So if my diet has not been right and my diet is not the same as when I was motivated and knocking it out and beating life's ass, if my diet is not the same as then, I can't be expecting to feel the same when my diet is not there. So that's one big thing that was contributing to my mood and how the way I was feeling was making sense. Gaining weight, feeling fat, and being moody is all related to my diet. So that makes sense. There's no diagnosis. I'm not clinically depressed again. I'm not dealing with all this crap. I don't need to go get on an antidepressant because I fucked up my diet. Like It makes sense why I feel the way that I do because of something I was doing. Like my diet, getting that in check will kind of fix that. So the next thing is I've been taking some stimulants to try and help me function. Because like I said, diet's been bad, haven't felt energized, haven't felt motivated. Let me take a little something to like get me up and going. Like I've been downing the fuck out of caffeine and also like other things. We're not going to talk about it, but you get it, girl. The stimulant. Like I have to like get myself up and going. And I never like usually do stimulants. And I don't do them day to day. So if I do a stimulant or some type of extracurricular, it is to party. But this is like a period where I started reaching for them for day to day, like to just get me up and going because I'm in a period right now of my life where I cannot stop. I cannot fold. So there's all this pressure on me and I have to execute. So I was just like, if I have to take some stuff, I'll take it and then I'll keep my ass going and I'll figure it out once everything kind of dies down. So I've been taking some stimulants to like be productive and get my lazy ass out of bed. And it was still hard. Like even with the little boost, it was still difficult to do what I was doing, but I was getting it done. But then with the whole stimulant thing, girl, I can't go to bed. (laughs) I can't sleep. So I started like getting like HY before I'd go to bed because it would knock me out. But that also led to the munchies fighting me and literally dragging me down the highway. I have the worst relationship with the munchies. And that led me to eating a little bit more at night before I'd go to sleep. And that would lead me to being off my meal plan and ruining my diet again, which would leave me waking up the next day in the exact same cycle. But also with stimulants, those mess with your mood and those mess with your emotions and the way that you feel and your hormones as hell. And then weed makes me tired and lazy the next day. 
So I literally was just like, okay, the stimulants are contributing to the way that I feel. So is the weed. That's also contributing to the way that I'm feeling. Like all these bad things I was feeling and all these ways I didn't want to feel and how my life kind of like fell off track. It makes sense because of what I'm doing. I'm causing it. And with that, I was also drinking more. That's another contributor to the way I was feeling. I was drinking a lot in LA because like you have to, to like survive. <laughs> but also when I got back home, I've been trying to enjoy my last few weeks here because I am moving to LA and I've been trying to like go out with my friends and party and like do stuff and like live life and enjoy this Houston era before it's over and drinking is part of that and I was like, okay I'll drink whatever but also the drinking is contributing to my lack of motivation feeling happy feeling everything and like more feeling tired and feeling weak like the drinking contributes to that I've also been slacking in the gym because of all of that. I'm still going to the gym. My workouts are not as good or I'll skip a day here and there where I usually wouldn't. And skipping the gym is going to make me feel worse. Like there's just something about the gym and getting your heart rate going and like lifting some shit that makes me feel like good. Like you have an endorphin release when you exercise. So it all makes sense. So Looking at the way that I was feeling and why I got off track and why I was stuck off track makes total sense when I look at all of my actions and all the things I was doing that contributed to it. So that's the biggest thing is don't start attacking yourself and thinking that there's something wrong. Look at your actions and what you're causing first. Like I had to take full accountability and be like, hey asshole, like look what you're doing. So a lot of this can be cleared up. But before I start trying to immediately flip it and clear up why I've been doing these certain things that are hurting me, I look at why I'm doing them. Because this is out of character for me to be reaching for stimulants, reaching for weed, fucking up my diet, and slacking in the gym. Like, that's not normal. So these things reflect to me that I'm coping. So you need to try and understand what you're coping with before you try and remove it. Because clearly you're coping with something. And if you just snatch that coping mechanism away and not give yourself a new way to cope or address what you're coping with, the thing that you're trying to cope from is still there. You've just taken away all your comfort mechanisms to deal with it. That's very unfair and it's going to feel like hell. Like it's not a good move to just snatch away what you're doing wrong and not facing why you're doing it. So get a clear understanding of like, why are you doing all these things? So then I had to go into that of like, why am I doing all this? <laughs> so first things first, I had the stress from traveling to LA. I was just completely ripped out of my environment for two weeks and I was out in LA working my ass off doing all these meetings, all these podcasts, all these events and all this stuff that I needed to do for business. So I went and did it all. And it's a lot of strain on your body to travel, but then to travel the way that I was with like executing and working every single day, plus going out, plus being social, that's a lot in itself. So I had that on me. And then I knew I was moving to LA. And when I went there to go visit, I was like, maybe I'll get an apartment. I scheduled some tours to go see some. And I was like, maybe I'll find an apartment that I like and I'll schedule it to move in July. Like I'll give myself two months to kind of get oriented because I went in May. I was like, let me go and I'll look for a place. If I don't find one, I'll go back again and look again, whatever. I had no real plan for moving to LA. I just knew I wanted at least like two months so it wasn't too stressful. 
universe laughed in my face. So I get there, I go tour the apartments, and I found the perfect one. <laughs> and it was a steal. And I had to jump on it because things move fast in LA. And I just knew this was the one. I saw too many synchronicities and I asked for them to show up with the place I was meant to get. They showed up, so I was like, God damn it. So I jumped on the apartment, I signed it. My move-in date is June 8th. If you're watching this on Sunday, I should have been moved in by now. I'm not moving until like the 20-something. Like, I just wanted to secure the apartment so I had it and I didn't have to worry about it. So I secured it and I'm not moving until after the 20th. I already told myself that. But with that, that just condensed the amount of time I have before I need to move to LA. Now I have to hire movers. Now I have to pack all my shit. Now I have to get ready to literally uproot my entire life in like two to three weeks. So that's a huge stress in so many ways because there's also with that so many emotions that come up. Like I knew I was going to leave, but I didn't feel prepared to have to leave so fast. And a lot of emotions come up with that. So I've been very emotional with this whole like, I ain't been crying. I ain't talking about emotional like I'm crying like a bitch. Okay, maybe soon, but not right now. <laughs> But there's just a lot of emotions that come up. Like this whole life I've built for myself in Houston is gone. All my friends I've made here, I'm going to lose them. Like, they're not going to die. And I know I'm just moving away. But like, my whole life here that I know and my sense of normal and my sense of routine is about to be wiped out. And it's not like I can even enjoy my last couple of weeks here and do my routine because I have to prepare all my stuff to get ready to move it. Like, this is just a very chaotic and hectic period. So... Understanding the emotional loss that I feel for my entire life here and everything that I built makes sense for something you would need to cope with. On top of that, it don't stop there, girl. When I tell y'all I work a lot, I literally deal with so much, y'all have no idea. I have a lot of things I'm working on and a lot of projects. My agency has me on a lot of different meetings and there are so many big things happening behind the scenes that need me on my A game every single day. Like I have to show up and work and do these meetings and like execute every single day. And that's a lot of pressure on me. Like I'm the sole like brand of it all. Like I'm the one behind everything that I do. And I'm the only one that can represent me. Like, sure, I have my manager and my agency and everybody with me, but I'm the motherfucker that has to stand up and do everything. Like, I'm on the line. So I'm having a lot, a lot of pressure put on me right now for all the big things I want to work on. Is it necessary? Yes. Am I going to do it? Absolutely. Am I going to fold? No. But just understanding the pressure I'm under right now is enough to make someone have to cope. And it's not just, oh, I have work pressure. I have losing my entire life, plus getting home from a two-week vacation, vacation that was all business, all stacked on it too. Like, it's not just one thing that I'm overwhelmed by. It's the combination of everything. But then you got to add in, I know that I'm leaving now, so I'm trying to make sure that I spend time with my friends while I'm here. Like, I'm trying to see them more. And I already was living a life where I was not able to see people often, but now... I'm moving, so I have to see them. I'm like, I want to make sure that I get to see everybody and spend time before I go. But also, I feel all this pressure of everything I have to do. I have to pack. I have to get ready. I have to line up movers. I have to line up a car transport. I have to keep doing all these meetings and all my business shit, plus do all my podcasts, plus run my social media. Like, there's so much that I have to do. And 
just you thinking about it might stress you the fuck out. Like I'm the one living it. So as soon as I took inventory of the way that I felt, looked at what I was doing that contributed to it, and now looking at the things I'm coping with, it all makes perfect sense. There's not something wrong with me. I don't need to be on medication. I need to think of better ways to handle the pressure I'm under or get some of it off of me. But the biggest thing is it's unreasonable to expect yourself to perform when you're under pressure like this. And I know I have a bigger threshold for what I can deal with, but anyone watching this, if you have a lot of things going on in your life right now, take inventory of it and look at what is reasonable to expect from yourself. Is it reasonable for me to expect myself to be on my A game, on my diet, at the gym, at all my meetings, hanging out with my friends, moving and lighting all this shit up perfectly? No, that is extremely unreasonable. I am doing the work of five people. <laughs> is it reasonable for me to expect myself to just handle this and execute everything perfectly? No, that's very unfair to do to yourself. And if you have this overwhelming amount of pressure on you and you also have the expectation from yourself to execute perfectly, that's just added pressure. And when you do fall off or you fuck up, you're gonna be there beating yourself up. That's not gonna be effective and it's not gonna help you at all. So I'm just kind of like talking a lot of realizations about myself but I'm also explaining to you like the way that I go through all this. But my entire life is up in the air right now. So I had to sit down and take inventory of what is realistic to expect from myself right now. While I'm in the middle of moving across the fucking United States, again, and dealing with everything that I'm doing, what is reasonable to expect? Because for me to just try and force myself back into my old routine, it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. Because I'm clearly already coping with things and I'm not feeling motivated. I'm not tired. Like I was at a point where I didn't want to go to sleep because I didn't want to have to wake up and face what I had to wake up. And I was like, well, if I don't go to sleep, then my sleep schedule is going to be fucked. Ah, just get high and knock out. <laughs> so it's obvious the things that I was doing to cope were making me a lot less productive. Like taking the stimulant, smoking the weed, eating kind of like off plan, eating what I wanted. All of that made me feel better in the moment and made me feel like it was working, but it was actually counterproductive. Like it was hindering me and creating more of the feelings that were holding me back. So it's obvious I need to wipe all that shit out. So I have. And my next step in all of this was setting new expectations for myself around what I was going to do and not do and how I needed to structure my days and my routines and make me want to actually get up out of the bed in the morning. Like there were certain areas where... I've had the leash too tight and it's not realistic for the amount of pressure that I'm under. So I've had to like find areas where I can let the slack off a little bit and let myself do what I can. So I looked at what am I willing to take on while I'm in this entire process of my life and upheaval and before I get settled in LA, like what am I willing to take on until I'm settled and in my little routine out there? Like what can my life look like that feels more manageable until I'm settled again? The first thing was eating clean. I'm willing to do that because I see all the negative consequences of not doing that and eating good and not being like on a super strict diehard meal plan. I'm talking like just eating good again and like getting my diet in check. Not that I'm trying to like do no rapid crazy weight loss, but just getting my eating in check and eating healthier is so beneficial because it's literally gonna make me able to function and perform with everything I need to do. Like all my issues with my mood and feeling bloated and tired and groggy and like just heavy. All that's going to go away as soon as I fix my diet. So 
that was first on the list. Like, get your diet in check, and everything's just going to get better after that. But I am going to say, like, it's annoying as hell to have to be strict with your diet. But it will make me more productive, so I'm willing to do it. But also, with getting back on my diet, like I said, I've been trying to see my friends more. And that entails eating out, because everything is, let's let's hang out, and then it's, oh, let's go eat, let's do this, let's do that. So I had my nutrition coach make me a meal plan for when I'm eating at home, what's feasible and what's reasonable. Like, here, eat this on the days that you're alone. And then on the days when you want to go out to eat, here's what you eat during the day. If you're going to go out for dinner, here's what you can have at dinner. Like, he made me a going out to eat meal plan, so I'm still able to keep my diet in check, but still go out to eat when I need to or when I want to. And that's not something that I did before. And that's like where I'm letting a little slack off the leash because I used to never eat out, but I'm allowing myself to, because like I said, I'm in this giant like chaos pit and I'm like, okay, eating out here and there needs to be incorporated so I can stay mentally sane. Cause trying to be rigid and strict and disciplined in every area of your life will make you go nuts when you have too much to do. So Adding a little going out to eat thing made me feel like a relaxed, made me feel like, okay, I can do this. It made it more feasible, so I'm doing that. But the diet is getting back in check, and it's been back in check for a few days, and I already feel a lot better. It's crazy what your diet will do for you. Like, just eat clean, bitch. Oh, my God. (laughs) The next thing is working out. I'm still going to work out, but I'm not going to try and force myself to be as rigid as I was with working out. Like, I'm not following... Uh, gym like workout plan like I'm competing anymore like girl I'm under too much stress to be doing all that fuck it but working out is something I'm going to get back to daily because it just boosts the hell out of my mood and makes me feel good like the endorphin release and all that that's a big thing but I told myself even if it's just going to my apartment gym and knocking out a workout here it doesn't have to be a big go to the gym type thing like just exercise in some way something is better than nothing like while you're in this period Work out, but don't make it so big. Like, just get the shit done, you know? But something really big that I learned when your circumstances are out of your control and when your life is kind of in an upheaval and there's no real certainty and there's no, like, real stability because all my stability is gone right now. I'm literally just living by the seat of my pants. It's a shit show. But getting grounded And doing certain things will help you feel a little bit more stabilized. So if I can ground in eating clean and working out every day, there's at least some sense of normal and consistency while my life is literal chaos. Like just ground yourself in a couple of things that you do every day so you have something to kind of like recenter back to. Because it's very hard to try and navigate all of this and to not have stability and security. That's like a huge thing for a human being is you need that to feel like at your optimal, like functioning prime state. Like you need stability. So there's not any I'm going to get right now. So I'm having to ground it in my actions that I take and the certain things that I do. The next thing I incorporated in my new schedule is no more weed and no more stimulants besides caffeine. Oh, I'm so upset about that one. But like, I am, like I said, a few days into this new kind of like way of living. And I feel a lot better without it all. Because those things do inhibit my productivity and the way that I feel and my mood and all that. So I already know it. Like I've lived it enough times to know that this actually works. And it sucks at first. But as soon as your body rebalances itself, like I said, you're good to go. Like you're back to normal and you're back like energized like a happy dick. Like look at me. (laughs) I'm good. My life is absolute chaos, but I'm good now. And 
few days ago, three, four days ago, I was not. I was like in the bed, like didn't want to do nothing. Like thinking of recording a podcast, I'm going to slip my wrist. <laughs> but the biggest thing with trying to regulate your mood, you can't. Like there's no 100% certainty with emotions. You can't control them. And I talked about this a little bit in my self-control episode. But the biggest thing is if you know there's a lot going on and you can't determine your emotions and like what you're going to feel or what your mood is going to be. Don't do things to impact it negatively. Like weed negatively impacts how I feel the next day. I'm groggy. I'm tired. So avoid that. Like stop fucking doing that with the stimulant thing. Stop doing it because the next day you feel like shit and you have to take more to keep going. You don't even feel that good. You're just doing enough to function. Like if you can't guarantee your mood is going to be good, then make sure you're not doing things that make it worse. So My outlook is what will raise my chances of being in a better mood and feeling more energized. What's going to raise my chances of doing that? And then I do that. Even if it's stopping certain things. Like what can I guarantee will positively impact my mood? There are things that I know will positively impact it. Like the diet, the no weed and no stimulants. That's going to positively impact my mood. Not for the first two days while I adjust. But those are things that are going to Give me the highest probability of being in a good mood and feeling motivated, feeling energized. So I'm going to do those things. The next thing is less alcohol. And I'm not going to cut out alcohol because like I said, I still want to enjoy my time with my friends while I'm here. Like I want to enjoy Houston while I'm still here for the next couple of weeks and have a drink here and there, party, go out, like whatever I want to do. Like I want to live it up. While I'm still here. Because a lot of the shit that I did in Houston was just work. So like I'm trying to like blow it out and have a good time while I'm here. But I am going to keep it under wraps. I'm not going to be drinking every day. At most it will be like one to two days a week on the weekend. Probably not even two. Like just one day of drinking is enough for me. I get my fix and I'm fine. But trying to say okay Leo no alcohol. Is just another point where I'm exhausting discipline for no reason. Like I'm trying to do all these things and enjoy my experience here. I'll let myself drink a little bit. But like I said, I'm not getting out of control with it because also drinking too much negatively impacts my mood. So I'm not going to do things that negatively impact that. So I'll drink just not too much. I'm going to keep it under wraps. The next thing is kind of weird. And this is something that you guys might want to start implementing into your daily routines and like your morning routine. I have stopped playing music or podcasts or anything when I wake up. Like usually I'd wake up and immediately like put on a song or put on a podcast like while I'm brushing my teeth and getting like woken up. I'd like put something on and just have something playing. I stopped doing that because I need mental clarity when I wake up. Like having someone talking or having stimulation immediately when you wake up, I've realized is not a good idea and like makes me even more overwhelmed. So for this period, I might do this forever, I don't know. But for this period that I'm in until I'm settled again, I told myself, no stimulation when you wake up. Like nothing. Like wake up and brush your teeth, piss, do your little skincare routine, go make some coffee, make a little breakfast, and then check your phone. Still no auditory nothing. Like I'm not playing anything, no music, no podcast, no nothing. I'm just literally like getting myself together and sitting with the silence for a minute before I open my phone and there's chaos because every time I check my goddamn phone it's just something somebody needs me for something it's my manager it's my agency it's the movers oh my god so 
I literally just don't overwhelm myself for the first like 15, 20 minutes of a day. Like I usually would check my phone immediately. Like I used to wake up and immediately check my phone laying in bed. No, that overstimulates the hell out of me before I even get out of the bed. So I give myself like 10 to 15 minutes. Like I said, wake up, piss, do all that, make my breakfast. And while I'm doing that, I'll check my phone. But I only check my texts. I don't check emails. I don't check social media. I check my texts to see what's urgent. If I don't have to respond to somebody right now, I'm not going to. But... Every day I wake up right now, my life flips. Like something new comes up, a new opportunity, a new something, a new deadline, a new everything. If my manager texts me, I'll read it, I'll check it, I'll see what needs to be done, I'll see my texts because that's what's urgent. And then I put my goddamn phone down and then I get working on what I need to work on for the day. I do not check social media or my emails until I get to the gym because I always start with like a warm up of like 10 to 15 minutes of cardio on the treadmill. So I've started making myself wait to check social media and my emails until I'm on the treadmill. It makes the time go by so much faster and it gives me something to look forward to because like I said, you got to be careful with what you overstimulate yourself with when you wake up, when you're under a lot of pressure and you're trying to get yourself back on track. Like to wake up and just check all that? No, like it stresses me out. It gives me relief knowing I don't have to face none of that yet. So once I'm up and moving and I get to the gym and I'm like, okay, the day is up, it's started. Let's do it. Like then I'll check my emails and I'll play on social media for a minute. And it gives me something to look forward to. Like I said, like to wake up and do my couple little steps, make my breakfast. And then I'm like working a little bit. I get excited to go to the gym because I know I get to check my phone. I get to see what's going on. I get to check social media and play on it. So if I can find a way to trigger excitement to go to the gym, I'm going to. And that's a way that I've found to do it. So that's been helping me a lot recently. But also with feeling more calm in the morning and also giving myself another boost to go to the gym, those two things have really been helping. So I wanted to share them. Now the last thing is the biggest thing that I had to do. It was face everything that I have to do that I'm overwhelmed by. Like with the move and everything entailed in that. So with overwhelm, the cure to overwhelm is clarity. Get clear on what the fuck you need to do. Get clear on your next steps. Just remember me saying that. If you feel overwhelmed, you lack clarity. Get clear on what you need to do and it will make you feel so much less overwhelmed. So with everything I needed to do, I have to like de-junk my entire place and then start packing everything. And I have a week to do this. And I also have to record four podcast episodes before I move because the movers that are coming have to take all of my equipment and all of my setup and all my shit and they have an estimated delivery date of like three to four weeks it could take for them to deliver it all to LA. So I potentially could have none of my shit for a month and if I don't have my podcast stuff, I can't release an episode. I'm all about consistency and I'm committed to it. I'm not going to not show up for you guys. So I'm forcing myself to pre-record at least four episodes so I can have those to put out while all my equipment's in the truck. Cause like maybe it'll come sooner and I'll be able to record, but I'm making sure if the truck never delivers my shit until the fourth week, I'm prepared. None of everything I'm working on is going to suffer. I'm still going to be doing the podcast. So with all the things that were overwhelming me with the packing and the podcast and the de-junking and everything I have to do and getting the movers set up and getting the car transport set up, I literally sat down, made a list of everything I need to get done before I move. And then I looked at my calendar, how many days I have until I leave. And I started scheduling one or two things a day, each day until I leave. I didn't want to overwhelm myself. and be like, you have to do all these 10 things this day. I did a little bit here and there. 
So like every day I'm de-junking another little area of my room and I'm most of the way done now. But with the podcast, I also scheduled certain days that I would record one so I could make sure everything was secured for that. And then with packing, I have my set dates for when I'm going to pack up all my shit and when the movers are supposed to come. So just by breaking down and listing out everything I need to do and then looking at my calendar and scheduling it in over time to make sure everything got done brought me so much relief. Like I'm no longer just faced with this big idea of moving. Like if something feels too big, break it down. Break it down into small tasks and schedule it out. Get done what you need to get done because looking at my calendar now, if I get everything done like I'm supposed to, which I didn't stack a lot of stuff, I made it very doable every single day. I knew at the end when it came time to actually physically move out and leave here, everything I need to do is done. As long as I follow my schedule, I'm set. And I set my schedule kind of like on easy mode so that I wasn't overwhelmed by it and I had no doubt, okay, I 100% will be able to get this done. And by going through my little schedule, like every couple of days, it was like I'll do two things every day. I've been doing like five or six and I've been doing it a lot faster than I thought, which is great. But just by putting the dates in everything that you need to get done by the deadline you need it done by will bring you so much relief. Like you no longer are overwhelmed and worried about what if it gets done? What do I need to do? Ah, like it's just overwhelmed. Like I said, clarity, get clear on what needs to be done by when. Boom, it's done. Like you have certainty that you have a plan. And if you go into something prepared, you're fine. You're going to succeed. When you don't plan, you're going to feel a lot less secure. So if you want to feel confident, prepare, make a plan and get it together. And it just kind of like allows me to breathe and like reassure myself that everything's going to be done that needs to get done. Most of it's already done a week and a half early, because like I said, just putting the dates on it takes away all the pressure of it. It's okay. Today, all I have to do is these two things. Cool. Knocked them out, did it. So I did tomorrow's also. And It's just helped me a ton. So I really wanted to share that because moving is so overwhelming, but also everything else that I have to do. But just having my little schedule gives me so much peace of mind that I'm on track and I'm actually ahead of schedule. And every day I wake up, I'm not flustered and freaking out and frantic. Like, oh my God, there's just so much to do because that was a big contributor to me just wanting to stay in the bed is like, I know I have so much to get done. I don't know what I need to do first. I don't know if I'm going to be ready in time. So it just made me not want to get up. It's like just too much pressure. So sit down, break that shit down. If you got something big, break it into small little tasks and then do it. It will give you so much peace of mind. Trust me. And it will make everything that you're doing feel so much more doable and not feel so big. And when you give that to yourself, you're not going to need to cope anymore. Because have I been reaching for the stimulants? No. Have I been reaching for the weed? No. Have I have the urge to eat? Not as bad. (laughs) But this is the process that I've found that truly helps me get back on track without continuing to fuck up. So I know I gave a lot of my personal examples, but I shared the process too. Please let me know if you liked this episode and if it was helpful. I just kind of threw this together. So leave me a comment down below and let me know if you thought it was good or not. (laughs) Be nice though. (laughs) If you're listening to the audio version of this on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave me five stars waiting. And if you're listening on YouTube and you actually did like it, throw me a little thumbs up so I can know. But if you're also trying to get back on track right now, I just want you to know you're going to be fine. Everything's going to be okay. You're going to handle it all. And you're going to find a way through it like you always have. You now have my blueprint for how I do it. Is it the most functional? 
It's the most functional that I've found. So if you found something else that works for you, do it. This is just what I do. All right, that's all I got for this episode. I love you all to death. Thank you always for listening to me and hanging out. <laughs> but everybody, please take care of yourself. Be safe. And I will talk to you guys next Sunday. Get your ass back on track. <laughs> Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.